together growing in faith, changing communities. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. My dear brothers and sisters, today I would like us to read a letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 19 to verse 22. Brethren, you are no longer strangers and sojourners, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built into it for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. This is, this is one of the most beautiful writings of St. Paul describing who we are in, in, in Christ Jesus. You know, we, we, we had the old nature, the, 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 the former self, and in Christ, we, we, we take up, as it were, the new self, the new life, the new beginning. But he says something absolutely beautiful, and we need to unpack the statements he makes. He says, you are no longer strangers and sojourners, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. So that means there was a time when you and I were strangers to God. And that's something we hardly speak of. But if you go to the teachings of the church and in the scriptures, you soon realize that sin has estranged us from God. You remember in the book of Genesis chapter 3, when Adam and Eve are thrown out of the garden. So what used to be a home for us no longer became a home. In God, we had found a home and God had provided for us and given us a home where we could dwell, where we could multiply, where we could be fruitful, where we could be blessed. But because of sin, it's like we forfeited all those greater blessings that God had given us. And I look into my own life and I've got occasions and moments where I've known that sin has estranged me from God. That sin has separated me from the love of my brothers and sisters. Either in arrogance or in pride. They separated me from the love of my wife. It hasn't separated me from the love of my husband. It hasn't separated me from the love of my children. Because I've chosen other things. And we've seen this in life, dear brothers and sisters, where I have chosen a career instead of my family, or rather a career at the expense of my family, where I've chosen uh, the pursuit of money at the expense of my marriage, where I've chosen selfish reasons at the expense of a communal love that God has given us. And so in many ways, we have been estranged from each other. In many ways, we have become strangers to each other. And we live in a culture now, dear brothers and sisters, where people are so involved with social media that you could be in the same room and yet you are not talking to each other and you're busy talking and chatting on the phone with someone else, not the one in the room with you. That I can be in a relationship with you and yet I find comfort 
somewhere else, not here. That I can be at home and yet still feel so alone, so lonely, and not at home in my own house. And so the concept of being estranged is so real. And so St. Paul says, because of our relationship with Jesus Christ, we are no longer strangers. We are no longer sojourners. And a sojourner comes from a beautiful Hebrew concept. The one who journeys the land, a nomadic culture. I don't own it. I move from this place to that place. But one of the greatest things about a sojourner is looking and searching for something. And particularly if you come from a nomadic culture, you are searching for greener pastures. And so true for many of us. We have homes and yet our spirits are nomadic. Hence, we are known as a pilgrimage church. We are pilgrims. We are people on a journey. We are people searching for God. We're searching for meaning. We're searching for answers. We're searching for healing. We're searching for the truth. We're searching for a sense of peace. And how many of us are searching? How many of us every day have to ask ourselves, surely there must be more to life than this. Lord, where are you? Go back to that beautiful prayer, the anguish, the prayer that comes from the heart of Martha and Mary in the gospel of John chapter 11. If you had been here, my brother, my sister, my mother, my child would not have died. How many people still live with that anguish, with that sorrow, with that disturbance? That I long to see your face, O Lord. And so St. Paul says, in the person of Christ, having met him, we are no longer strangers. We are no longer sojourners. For we are now fellow citizens. My God, this is a powerful concept in the, in the Pauline theology. Because if I am a citizen, I have a right to exist. I have a right to be there. I have a right to vote. I have all the rights that citizens have. And to realize that not only am I a citizen, but I'm also a member of the household of God. I am a member of the household of God. I share with the saints of God. And now we know what Paul talks about when he refers to the saints. He talks about those who are still living. But Paul looked at the church as a church of saints. And we've come to realize that the saints in many ways in our days refers to someone who's gone before us, who's now with God. But we can still use the same name concept that we are fellow citizens with those in heaven with God. We are fellow citizens with those who are enlightened by the truth. We are fellow citizens with those who have been chosen by the love, the mercy, and the graciousness of God. I'm not alone. You are not alone. God loves you. God celebrates you. God cherishes you. Now, there's something absolutely amazing. Paul says, yes, you are fellow citizens. Yes, you are members 
of the household of God. But this household, this membership, these citizens are built upon the foundation of the apostles, the foundation of the prophets, the foundation of Jesus Christ himself who remains the cornerstone. Now, my dear brothers and sisters, you and I come from a great, rich culture. We come from a great, rich background. We come from a very great, rich tradition. The apostles, the prophets, and Christ himself is the cornerstone of this great foundation. The stone which the builders have rejected has become the cornerstone. To realize that Jesus is the cornerstone of my life. To realize that Jesus is the foundation of my life. I don't need to fear. With every decision that I need to make, I consult him. I ask him, what do you want? What is best here? How should this be approached? Now, the concept of the cornerstone is very, very, very much important, not only in the Pauline theology, but it is important in the understanding of how this was done in the times of Jesus Christ. The foundation was founded on the cornerstone. If the cornerstone was weak, so too was the foundation. If the cornerstone was strong, so too was the foundation. And literally, it is a huge, big cornerstone. And everything starts from there. Every building starts from there. Every reasoning emanates from the cornerstone. And to actually realize that Jesus is the cornerstone. Every day, I need to go back and say, Jesus, what would you do here? Jesus, what do you want us to do? Jesus, what is your purpose? What is your plan? What do you have in mind? And to realize, my dear brothers and sisters, that every day we have this great structure. We have this great treasure to go back to Christ and ask him, what, what do you want us to do? What do you want us to become? And lastly, he argues that this whole structure is joined together and it grows into the holy temple. And this is built into the dwelling place of God in the spirit. You are the dwelling place of God. And so true God has so much faith in you. Has so much faith in your capabilities. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with you. May Judas today, whom we celebrate today, a great saint of the impossible things, may he grant you a miracle today. And may he be with you with Simon the Zealot. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.